0: The persistent violence linked to the activities of separatist militants in southeastern Nigeria has continued to be at the front burner of national debates. Nigeria's president, Mohamed Buhari recently reiterated his orders for security forces to subdue the threats that have swept through parts of the region and caused widespread terror as well as frequent targeting of security personnel and facilities. The crisis has also disrupted social-economic activities through violently enforced weekly shutdown of communities, a form of protest against the detention of Inamdi Kanu, the leader of the proscribed indigenous people of Biafra, also known as IPOP Separatist Group. He was initially arrested in 2015 in the coastal city of Lagos for conspiring to commit treason. Kanu would later spend months in detention before he was released on bail in 2017, but he subsequently jumped bail and fled the country. In 2021, following an intelligence-crafted operation, Kanu was arrested and brought back to Nigeria for the continuation of his court case. The separatist crisis facing the country is taking place over 50 years after the end of the brutal civil war between the country's federal troops and soldiers of the then breakaway state of Biafra. Which had led to the death of an estimated 3 million people. Hello, welcome to the Crisis Room, a podcast from Human Angle. I'm Zubaydah Babbe Ibrahim, standing in for Mariam Mustafa. In this podcast, we look at crisis trends across the country and answer the tough questions around them. This week, I'm here with my colleagues, Marcella Abdullahi, Adejo Mokabir, and Chief Guzier Victor.
1: Thank you, Zubaydah. Today, we'll be discussing the growing insecurity in the Southeast as a result of the activities of these separatist militants. We'll also look at the socio economic impact on communities and families.
0: Over the past few years, the security situation in the region has continued to deteriorate as separatist agitation became tense and mutated into violence, particularly after the IPOP announced the launch of the Eastern Security Network, a militant-style unit in December 2020. Since then, there have been several videos showing armed separatists in urban and remote areas, Alongside gradual escalation of confrontation between separatists and security forces, attacks on security units and positions, as well as locals considered not sympathetic to the separatist agitations, has become rampant.
1: We have also observed the factionalization within the movement, as well as the impact of arms proliferation. You mentioned the targeting of security units. Actually, those attacks could have played a role in the escalation of violence in the region, particularly because of the firearms captured in this raid and the broader effect of detainees escaping from holding facilities. The violence has also been fueled by political, social, and economic stressors, alongside shortcomings in law enforcement and the response to the crisis by the state. We should also not forget the role funding has played in fueling this crisis, really. Another drive is the radicalization that has occurred over time, especially through the dissemination of inciting messages and propaganda by the group.
0: That's actually correct. Messaging has been an integral part of the build-up, shaping the mindsets of locals and creating the condition for the insecurity ravaging the region. IPOB used to routinely spread inflammatory messages, through broadcast on the radio channel, Radio Biafra. To speak more on the impact of the crisis on the people are Human Angles Assistant Investigations Editor, Adijuma Kabir and Chigozi Victor, the Emergency Decks Lead. Let's start with you, Kabir. You have written about the plight of the victims. What was your assessment of the situation?
2: The situation is terrible. Because many people have had their fundamental rights trampled upon by Hypop militants and uh, security operatives who try to ensure that uh, there's law and order in the state, uh, the members of the group are causing more harm, tha- more harm than good to the humanity. For instance, Okoli Ngozi lost her husband, Aloysios. when Hypop members were forcing sit at home order uh, to Luluka government in Himo, that was on the 2nd of August, 2021. Almost a year after the incident, the deceased family members still live in pain. In cases where people are not killed, resident businesses are often destroyed by enforcers of the unlawful order. The militants on several occasions also bond vehicles conveying travelers in the affected uh, Southeast states. All of these are abuses of innocent citizens' fundamental human rights, and there's need for authorities to take this seriously. Hence, we may have a full-blown East in the region, and even in South-South, because they are fast moving to states like Delta and others that are very close to the Southeast region.
0: Chigozie, you have heard Kabir. What's your thoughts on the social-economic impact of the crisis?
3: I'm going to echo Kabiru's first statement and say that the situation in the southeast is a terrible one. The IPOP menace is like a hydra with many heads, but I'm just going to be particular about one aspect, and that is the sit-at-home order. We all know the sit-at-home order was started in order to prevail on the Nigerian government to release the leader of IPOP, but it has gotten out of hand. Now you have school children staying back at home on Mondays instead of going to school. You have business owners staying back at home on Mondays instead of going about their daily businesses. The violence has also impacted electoral processes, especially with the targeting of registration centres. The price of food items have also been known to significantly increase in some parts of the southeast. whenever the leader of IPOB appears in court now this is because there is usually panic to stock up on food items in case of unforeseen circumstances social events such as burials and weddings have been affected as well and now southeasterners who reside outside the, the region are now reluctant to go back home because of the, the crisis in the region and these are just some of the ways that this crisis has affected southeast
1: thank you kabiru and chigoze for sharing your Insights on this crisis with us. Civilians are actually bearing the brunt of the violence. What is also clear is that the situation is multidimensional, which explains why the prevalent persists, despite the persecution of IPOP as a terrorist group and the series of military and police interventions that have occurred in the region. As such, response needs to really be multifaceted to deal with the perpetrators of the violence. An investment is required to address the shortcomings in terms of policing and other factors driving the crisis.
0: This is an episode of Human Angle Crisis Room. Thank you for listening. I am Zubayda Babbe Ibrahim. Join in next week for another episode. Members of our production team are Tracy Allen Ezi Chuku, Abdullah, and Anthony Asemata. The executive producer is
2: Ames Elkida.